0: Welcome to two gals and a Half a glass half full. <laughs> today, um, we are going to be talking more about stress and just stress, stress management and things we can do for that. Um, we also have a special guest today, but first, Dr. Jess, what's in your cup today?
1: Well, today I am drinking some tea because when I was recently out of town in Savannah, there was somebody selling this tea that's got ginger and some lemongrass and some other stuff in it. That's all supposed to be, um, just good for like immunity and health and and whatnot. So I've got a nice ginger tea this morning, Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass?
0: That sounds good today. I have some water. Um, I've been sick recently. I probably should have some tea. Um, but today it's just water trying to get that hydration in.
1: That's awesome. And Dory, our mental health counselor, what is in your glass Um, I
2: have coffee, a little bit of half and half, because this is the beginning of my day. I need Mm -hmm. at least one of these just to get started in the morning, (laughs) just to get that little oomph.
1: Absolutely. I love it. Um, So as far as our guest today, uh, Dory is a licensed mental health counselor. And when we're talking about stress, sometimes it's nice to bring in people that know a little bit more in this realm than we do. And uh, we figured that talking with Dory would be something that we could have a nice conversation and start to get a little bit deeper into um, stress management techniques and just better understanding this world of stress. It's a big topic, so let's just try and bite it off in chunks. So Dory, from a mental health counselor's perspective, how would you define stress? It doesn't have to be some professional, um, you know, definition, just like in general, how would you explain it? Mm -hmm.
2: How I focus on stress is really thinking about the emotional or physical impact that some sort of event or um, life circumstance has had on us. So I really focus on the physical impact, especially um, because that's how I typically catch stress first in that physicality, and that typically moves to the um, emotional reaction and or dysregulation. So um, that's how I primarily focus is what's the the impact that's having on me physically and emotionally. Awesome. We talked a lot about this last week about just
1: the heart starts freezing and you get, you know, when you're in that acute stress Mm -hmm. and um, the different physiologic reactions that happen and that's all, that's all normal, right? Like it's a normal response when we're in acute stress to have these physiologic changes. The breath rate starts to increase. Uh, maybe I start to feel sweaty. Maybe I, you know, my heart's beating really hard and I have a hard time maybe kind of making that next step. Do I run? Do I fight? Do I flight? Um, but now let's talk about when, when does this get to be something that is not helpful? right? Like we're not in survival right now. There's not an animal chasing us and we have to like ramp up our heart rate and our breathing to run away. Um, So when, when are times from your perspective where this is like,
2: maybe not super healthy? Mm -hmm. So I like to say um, productive versus non-productive Hmm. because oftentimes we think of things as kind of like black and white, like, like good or bad. And so often with stress, what's happening is we have this negative self-talk that goes along with it. And that negative self-talk typically increases our stress level and typically increases like our emotional reactivity, right? That's a huge component that I focus on both for myself personally and with my patients um, is how we can try to uh, challenge or reframe some of that negative self-talk that goes along with the stress. So for your question, kind of how how in general do we um, find that line between healthy versus unhealthy, productive versus non-productive, right and that's really the impact that it's having on a person and how long it's lasting for so if i am kind of in this acute stress and i just my heart starts racing but that helps me to um, get to that appointment on time or to complete that task that i needed to complete it's pretty healthy it's pretty productive if i have a massive headache and my stomach is in the knot and i'm feeling like i just can't move we're probably at that point where it's unproductive maybe not super healthy And so identifying that line, because then we can, we can use it, then we can address it. Then we can say, what kind of self-talk is going along with this productive or unproductive response in this moment to then motivate ourselves um, in a healthy, productive, happy way without tearing ourselves down along the way.
0: So Dory, I have a question for you, because I don't totally know a lot about who you work with and, you know, kind of what you do there. So what population of patients are you working with? Is it kids? Is it adults? And what are some really of like the most common things you're seeing with that?
2: Yeah. So I work with adults and I work actually in an acute setting. And so I, I work with people um, that are in some sort of crisis situation kind of in the here and now. Um, Mm -hmm. So we have long-term therapy, of course, which is just, um, you're usually you start in that acute setting and then over time you hit that maintenance so I focus and I specialize in trauma and at that, that very beginning level, when something has just happened, when we are dysregulated and we are stressed out, right? That's my specialty. It's kind of addressing right there. Um, life stressors are everything that we talk about throughout the day. And life stressors that can lead to stress, right? Are uh, financial stress in relationship stress in work-related stress. We can have stress in just about every area of our life, which is what can make it incredibly difficult to tackle yeah. if we look at it kind of from like an overarching perspective. That's
0: mm-hmm. so what really I find have-
2: helpful. Mm-hmm.
0: I was going to say, you really have to kind of just figure out where they are. And then at that point, because everyone's stress is so different. It's not mm-hmm. like a general umbrella then um, yeah. you really have to specialize for each person.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so often with our stress in that umbrella, we lump everything together. So I just wake up in the morning and I say, I'm stressed out. I'm having a super stressful day. How overwhelming in general, if I consider everything stressful, then how do I manage any of my stress? So that's what we work on um, in our sessions. And what I work on personally, I'll speak for myself. Mm -hmm. If I'm saying this is a super stressful day, what am I actually stressed about in this moment? That's a really great place to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I think that's something that's super tangible. Like you can hold on to that. And I'm really resonating with that self-talk of what you were talking about with stress. In the moment, what are we saying to ourselves? And I think that's something that I've worked on a lot for myself because when you come into a situation that's overwhelming and in some way, shape or form, you can either say to yourself, you can't do this. Why did you think you could do this? What's going on? Why? And you just beat yourself down mm-hmm. or you stop and say, that's not going to help me. I'm going to fake it till I make it. And <laughs> we're going to just like figure this out and bombard our way through it. And then when you do that a couple of times, you start realizing, oh, I was capable. Oh, I could do that. The reason why I'm in this situation is because I signed myself up
2: for this situation. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>
1: Meaning I thought I could do it. I signed myself up. You know, you're at the beginning of a race, right? And it's your first half marathon or your first, whatever it might be. And you're like, ah! Those first three, four (laughs) miles. Yeah, and and you're like, surrounded by all these people and they're all like, (laughs) they're like, wow, they look like they really know what they're doing. And I think I don't know. And I'm like, maybe I won't run. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be too slow. Maybe Mm -hmm. I, you know, and it's all these, maybe I, maybe I, but I can't, you know, And I think that's something that is, we all do it. I mean, nobody doesn't do that, but recognizing that everybody does like, we're never Mm -hmm. like, like, no one's above it, but recognizing that, like, what is this doing for me right now? Like I'm standing here. Mm -hmm. I signed up for this. Like, why not? enjoy it who cares if they're faster than me who cares like why does that matter why is that taking away my fun today and um just like challenging that reframing and challenging that thinking has been huge for me and trying to identify that in the moment is really hard because you're overwhelmed and there's a lot going on and you're trying to like say like wait am i i'm contributing to this my thoughts are contributing huh Yeah, yeah. Still stressful, right? Still still a difficult (laughs) situation. However, I like how you're talking about productive versus unproductive. I think that's a really nice way to consider it. um, Because that's one thing that we really wanted to highlight in the first episode of stress management is that not all stress is bad. It's not this like stress is bad for you. You shouldn't be stressed. Stress is how we survive. It's how we get to that appointment on time. It's how we (laughs) get ourselves motivated to like get that assignment done or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's not bad. It's just in times we can, it can be unproductive and chronically can start to lead to negative effects. So um, you had talked about physical effects and things that, that come out. What, what are some other uh, physical effects that you have that you kind of screen for when you're talking to people?
2: Mm -hmm. So for physicality, it it hits everybody different, right? So our stress is going to sit our body. It's a kind of, it's a trauma term, but our body keeps a score. So our trauma, um, our anxieties, our past our whatever it is, including stress, it sits in different parts of our body. So if someone's coming in and they're just saying, I just feel like crap today, And I'm just, I'm tired and I I don't know what's going on and I'm hurting and I have this like shoulder pain, right? It it can present in in so many different ways. I've had this headache for three days and I don't know where it came from. And so a lot of times um, our body, so we call it body awareness. When we can focus on that body awareness, that's actually where I really kind of begin the process of managing my own stress and helping others with theirs. Where we bring it back in right? So I feel like crap today is that that umbrella term. So it's like, okay, what are we actually feeling? Where are we actually feeling it in our body? Um, what actually feels like crap right now? Mm-hmm. Like, Okay. My head, my stomach, my shoulder, um, where do you think that's coming from? When did that start? And we start to break that down more and more and more um, to usually get to potentially the root of that stress. Right? So when I screen for it, um, We screen for the physicality. We screen for any new symptoms, any, well, that's interesting. A month ago, you also had a headache around this time or when this person came into your life or, you know, whatever it is. Can we identify some of these patterns? So use that body awareness to identify the pattern to then handle the stress, to then manage the stress. That's typically where I start.
0: Can different types of stress cause um different type of symptoms. And the reason I say that is I find a lot of times when I'm feeling that overwhelmed stress, I feel it a lot in my stomach. But there's sometimes where I don't feel stressed at all, but I start having like severe nightmares. And that's when I realize I don't feel the stress, but something's going on in the background that's causing it. And normally then I can kind of tweak the two, but I find I feel like there's two very different like bodily actions or ways I cope with stress. Is that common, normal, or is that weird? <laughs>
2: Absolutely common. I think that's just your baseline, and everybody has a different baseline and everybody has different triggers, right? So, if work is a huge trigger for me, right, my physicality, um, my self talk, so whether that's negative or um, could be positive, but whatever my self talk is, if work is a stressor for me, then I'm probably going to have a higher severity of symptoms Mm -hmm. versus if my Cat knocks that cup of water over again. Might kind of feel stressed and reacted, reactive in that moment, right? and I'll, I'll be okay. My heart will probably start to um, decrease a little bit. Um, I'll be able to regulate a little bit easier. It's kind of how we can get back to that emotional regulation, kind of to our baseline, um, that shows where our different stressors are and how they impact us differently. But it's so incredibly just normal. I'm not a huge fan of that word, but whatever normal means for you yes. personally, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, to have a different common. Reaction.
0: common.
2: Common, yeah.
0: Maybe that's a better word.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I see this. Yeah, I definitely see this with patients for sure, because we treat pain, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we'll be, you know, I'll be doing an evaluation and it's the symptoms, typically, if it's what we call musculoskeletal pain it follows a pattern that's predictable based on stressors that you put on your body, typically physical stressors, how you're lifting, how you're sitting, how you're sleeping, it's reproducible. I can do a test and reproduce the pain or I can touch something and reproduce the pain. And that's when we know, yes, this is um, this is you know musculoskeletal in nature, but then we'll have people in, in more of what we call that chronic pain, um, that category of this pain has been going on for 10, 15, 20 years the imaging is negative, the um, the test and measures are negative, uh, there's different, you know, people in their lives have told them they're crazy, things like that. And as we go further into the evaluation, oftentimes what we'll start to see is a pattern And that pattern is something that is related to other stressors in life. So it could be um, an adult who has um, adult children and their adult children come in for the visit or the, you know, things that Mm -hmm. things in their life that are going on that aren't necessarily um, uh, healthy relationships. And once that interaction starts over a period of time, then we'll see the symptoms ramp up. And then that, that interaction decreases because they go back out of town, for example, and then all of a sudden the symptoms decrease. And so mm. now we're seeing, now we're starting to see that pattern of the cyclic pain. And that's when, from my perspective, is also um, work on nuances of like, I mean, there's there's weak points that's creating pain in that, in that location, right? So there might be um, some sort of like a, you know, a bulging disc in the neck and it's contributing to why we've got weakness in the neck and why the headache is coming on. But then we also have the contributing factor of the psychologic stress, which then we refer to mental health counseling. So I work hand in hand with mental health counseling oftentimes. Um, Because Mm -hmm. we can really help individuals find the roots of why the cyclic nature is happening while I'm addressing any of the physicality, the musculoskeletal components, the mental health counselors really helping the individual further dive deeper into like what's going on and why why is my body presenting this way? So it's it's actually really, really cool. And we can see huge life Mm -hmm. changes in individuals and getting such better quality of life. And it, it's crazy how the physicality of stress manifests. It's so crazy. Um, but I think just appreciating that is is helpful.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Dr. Jess and I work in similar settings, but different, very different patient caseload. I do a lot of workers' comp. And so a lot of my patients have just had a lot of their coming outside of just, you know, a general, typically mm-hmm. shoulders are not too traumatic, but I see a lot of patients where um you know, a pallet jack fell on them or they got crushed or, you know, there was like a big trauma event and I'm seeing them after that. And sometimes they've been to three or four doctors, they've been to the ER, they've been to, and I had one patient come to me and be like, you're the first person that's listened to me and put your hands on me and like sometimes just like listening to them and i wish we had mm-hmm. dory i wish we had someone like you because i feel like especially in that caseload where there is that trauma and there is oh yeah you yeah. know we're dealing with then financial if they're on workers comp now they're dealing with work mm-hmm. comp and a lot of people that don't know work comp it is not a fun system to be in mm-hmm. um <laughs> it is yeah. it is stressful beyond belief um mm-hmm. you know not getting paychecks not getting this or if you missed an appointment because of weather, i had a patient not get paid because she's we were in the middle of a blizzard and she couldn't safely get there, but Mm -hmm. they didn't like work comp doesn't consider that as an issue of why you should miss. So I wish we Mm -hmm. had someone like you to kind of really help walk them through all of that stuff, because I feel like their progress would be so much better.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think on, on that note of, um, with both the physicality that you see on the other end, and also having them focus on that emotional reactivity, that initial stressor, so back to that, that self-talk, but also that just that initial, initial, initial emotional reactivity. So whether that's our heart palpitations, the headache, the stomach, however it's presenting with us physically um, before it even gets to kind of that, that chronic level and that deeper level that y'all treat, if we can focus on that in the moment, it makes our stress way more manageable. So if I come home from work and I just, I feel I get a phone call, it stresses me out and I get that headache. I can't be expected the rest of the night um, to deal with my stress, to have my walk, my dog to, to do all the things I need to do when I get home until I handle that headache. So often what we do is we avoid, we avoid the physical symptoms, that body awareness, our body's screaming at us like, Hey, I need you to address this, but we avoid it. When we avoid it, then we don't actually get to that stressor. So we keep pushing through. So we've realized that over time, if you're able to actually manage that, that physicality, first, right? Then you can deal with the stress. So if my stomach is, Bobby, you said that your stomach, like you feel in your stomach, that's where a lot of my stress, oh my gosh, it just, like I like to say, it attacks my stomach, right? We feel that that pressure. Before I even think about whatever is stressing me out, before I think about um, how to manage it, how to work on it, I need to first just get to a point where my stomach can relax, where I can allow myself. That needs to be my only focus in that moment. How do I do some deep breathing? How can I exercise? How can I allow myself to lay on the couch for 30 minutes um, while on my left side or whatever it may be to calm my stomach down, to get my physicality to a baseline, to then deal with my stress. Because when we don't, it's almost like it's adding on pressure. So if I'm not, not handling my stomach first, right, and then I keep thinking about my stress and I keep going on, I keep avoiding, then that, that knot's just getting tighter and tighter and tighter, and it makes us less likely to actually handle or manage our stress in a productive way. Yeah.
1: I think that's, I think that's super helpful. And, um, that's something that I've implemented as for myself in the moment as I try and stop. And it's sometimes we're like, like you can't necessarily lie down for 30 minutes because like Mm -hmm. you're in the middle of your workday or you're Mm -hmm. in, I don't know, the middle of an airport or who knows, like, who knows Mm -hmm. where you are. Um, and so on times where you can't really have all the self-care that you need, Mm -hmm. just stopping in the moment and saying, okay, I'm going to do what I can. And I'm going to just like do some deep breathing and I'm going to take my focus and I'm going to say, what can I do right now? And whatever that is, do it right. Like, even if it's just a little bit, a little bit is way more than nothing. And then that's going to start that thinking of like, Okay, I can do this. I, you know, I can get to the next step of whatever it might be. And then for me, at least, once I start getting a couple of wins, and it's like it's worked, I get that little win. I start believing it, and then I start believing in myself, and then it starts getting better and better and better, and better.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but if I don't even get the first little win because I didn't take thirty seconds to just stop breathe, remove myself from the situation. I mean, I'll be, I've had times where I've been in a treatment room and I've got stuff going on in the background of my personal life, right? I've got major stressors going on and I walk into a treatment room and I am not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to be present to somebody else because I am overwhelmed personally. So I have removed myself from the room, gone outside, taken my breaths, gotten myself Calm back down. I cannot handle this now. Like Mm -hmm. now, I can't. But what I can do is I can recognize that it's here, and I'm telling you, I will address you when it's appropriate, which is maybe my lunch break or the end of the day Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. But right now, I'm going to do my breathing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it on my schedule. Right. (laughs) I do. I do that because, like, then I'm. I'm telling my brain, like, I will do this, and I do. And, and it knows that I will because I'm a scheduler, so I do, I make lists. Um, so for me, that's helped me in situations where I can then say, okay, cool, we're gonna go in. We're gonna, now we're gonna be present with what we need to be present for. And then clearly I have something on the background that I need to deal with um, yeah. because I was so triggered as soon as someone asked me, oh, hey, how are you? And you're like, oh, I, I honestly can't answer good. Honestly, I'm not, and you know, you can't say that, like, it, it, it's not appropriate to say that sometimes to a patient, right? Right,
0: like, exactly. Oh, okay. I know. You know, like, you're about to give them advice and yeah, stuff.
1: <laughs> but it's like, if you're, if you're that <laughs> triggered by somebody asking you, Hey, how are you? And you're like, uh, you know, wait, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, I mean, that's just, those are some of my strategies for like more in the momenty. Um, cause I, I mean, I've, I've had that and it's, it's really uncomfortable but I've worked very much on trying to be mindful of like, how am I going to handle this in a a productive way versus letting this kind of overtake me and get into that self doubt and that self negative self talk Mm -hmm. and bring myself into that rabbit hole, which I've been there. And that's not nice. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to go back there. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Dory for someone that um, let's say um, someone that, really hasn't had any experience with trying to manage their stress. Uh, They don't have any good techniques. You know, they don't, they're just starting. They know it's a problem and they want to start. What are, and they have what are two or three things they could do in like a one to two minute timeframe to kind of start maybe trying to improve the way they handle stress.
2: So I'd say number one is just deep breathing, right? It, It sounds so cliche with all my patients I do for myself, And it is so helpful. It's something that we can do anytime, anywhere, any location. We can be going to bed. We can be waking up in the morning. In the middle of a session with a patient, we can always do deep breathing. So that's just a strategy. And there's so many different um, forms of deep breathing. Um, As funny as that sounds, I'm a huge fan of three seconds through the nose, pausing at the top and three seconds out through the mouth. Like you are pushing a ping pong ball to the wall in front of you like an actual like exertion. So yes. inflation and then complete deflation. So that's the way that I do my deep breathing. I would say if someone's completely new to stress, maybe they're in that zone, but They just don't know what's causing the stress. They just know that I feel stressed. I don't know that that overarching, that umbrella that we talked about at the beginning. I would say taking a piece of paper when you're having that emotional reactivity in that moment, so you're feeling yourself, I'm feeling stressed. I take, take a deep breath, Piece of paper, say, write down that body awareness. Where is this sitting in my body? So, is this in my stomach, in my chest, in my back, in my head, you know, wherever it is? Um, Write down where it's sitting and then write down what's happened recently. So, this morning, what happened? Did I get cut off on my way to work? Did I get stuck at the train and I was late? Um, Did that person at Starbucks say something mean to me? Whatever it is, right? What happened this morning? Just write everything down. So what we're doing in that moment is we're increasing that awareness. We're increasing our awareness. So for one, just what we're experiencing and how it's impacting us. I think if we can do that for brand new distress, stress, it can actually start identifying what's happening and maybe a little bit of the why underneath. And then we get to that self-talk. So I would tell people deep breathing, the identification and then identify that self-talk. When you're feeling stressed out, are you being mean to yourself? Are you beating yourself up for feeling stressed out? That's incredibly unfair. Your body's (laughs) already in turmoil. Why are we hurting ourselves even more? So, in this moment, how can I? Very common. So common. So common. Right. So, identify that self-talk and try to reframe that into a positive in some sort of way, or at least I call them statements of understanding. So, yeah, I got cut off on the way to work today that's pretty stressful. I was late to work. That's very stressful. I'm allowed to feel stressed about this.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So reframing that self-talk. So I think breathing that identification and then that self-talk underneath. I think those are fantastic places to start with really managing our stress.
0: Awesome. Thank you.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. So we are going to be wrapping up
1: this episode, but every week we have a challenge. And so the challenge for our listeners is to implement at least one strategy this next week that was recommended by Dory. And so see if it works for you, that's gonna be our challenge. And then um, what we have coming up next week is we have another mental health counselor because they know more than us about this topic (laughs) and her name is Jada. And so we'll be talking with Jada next week to further delve into the world of stress and stress management. So thank you so much, Dory, for coming on. We really appreciate all of your wisdom and your tidbits and stuff that I'm gonna implement myself. I think that's very helpful. And um, Dr. Bobby, I don't know if you have anything else that you want to say.
0: I, no, I was gonna say thank you. And um, I need to learn more. <laughs> I definitely need to <laughs> learn more, more techniques to help myself too. <laughs> call me. Call me. <laughs>
2: yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for having right. me on there. Thank
1: all you. right,
0: thank you, Dory.
1: Perfect. So follow us on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and um, we have all sorts of posts that we're trying to do and new episodes coming every week. All right. Thank you, everybody.